0: Well, welcome to another episode of Off the Fence. I'm not going to sing it. I'm not going to thank dance you for around saying it. it. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, uh, we took a, a little bit of break for those of you who watch regularly or listen regularly. Uh, Christmas happened and um, sickness happened, and <laughs> so we just took a little pause. We're we're not leaving you. We're not abandoning you. Uh, but so uh, this episode, we wanted to talk about happiness. Yes. Uh, Katie brought up some things with me and I was like, oh yeah, that's interesting. Shared some articles with me. Anyways, so we're gonna talk about happiness yes. and and think about, I think, in the context of being off the fence and um, when you think about when you're on the fence, oftentimes it's literally as simple as, I'm not happy, I don't know why, and in this pursuit of happiness, yes, we kind of just stay on the fence and we sit yes. there until we get happy again. So um, I'll let you open up with what, a word of prayer. No, <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. I mean, Every meeting I bet, that's where we start. So that's where my brain went. Well, so it's funny because uh, so many of the conversations I'm having are with that. And I was just traveling. I actually brought it with me. Ooh. This was the headline of one of the, I love reading, um, especially when I'm traveling. For those who are
0: just listening, what are you holding on?
1: I'm going like, to tell them it's oh. oh, sorry, it's Time magazine. And the topic is the secrets or the front. The front cover is the secrets of happiness experts at the same little stop. Titus call or Bo calls them um, airplane or airport grocery stores. But they're like the little <laughs> <laughs> convenience stores um, the, at the same airport grocery store. I got the economist, which is exit wave. How China's reopening will disrupt the world economy. So like lots of like, hey, be happy. The world is ending. China's coming to get you. There's just a lot of things that we're taking in, but also having a lot of conversations with people as, again, I think there's still some rhythm resets happening from the last few years and people really hopeful for things that aren't working out. And what is our happiness hinge on? What even is happiness? It's such a subjective term. Mm. Um, But this American way of happiness, one of the studies that I read was saying that, uh, the The world, so a bunch of different countries, not America, were um, just asked questions about Americans, and one of the things was that they that they reported was uh, evidence shows that people across the globe think that Americans are the happiest people, but also <laughs> simultaneously the angriest people. It, that's their perception of them, whether or not they know an American, and mm. that's really interesting. So, talking about the American way of happiness. So, what I sent you. Um, was just something that I I thought was interesting. But we talk about in the Declaration of Independence, as Americans, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It doesn't define it, but it says the pursuit. And everybody has a different bend on that. I wanted to, um, I think happiness becomes the holy grail of our culture. Like, I think um, from the time that we're little, and all of those princess movies I watched growing (laughs) up, Happily Ever After, Yeah. um, and i think for a lot of us happiness means everything's going well i've achieved the goals that i've wanted nobody's mad at me but really getting to the root of what 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 do we know happiness to be so um there uh there was a there was a um ted talk right and uh the younger generation i think it's been proven that uh happiness for them is to get rich and become famous yeah and there's yeah. a Jim Carry <laughs> Jim Carrey. Now I don't. I'm not sure he's a believer. I don't know if he's walking with Jesus, but it's actually a quote that I sent to Hayden once <laughs> when Hayden was trying to figure out what he wanted to do with his life. Um, and it says, "Jim Carrey says, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of, so they can see it's not the answer."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that's just how I wanted to frame it. Walking through what what does the world tell us happiness is? Because I do think it's the Holy Grail. Oh, I just want you to be happy. Or if things yeah. are wrong, it's because I'm not happy. Um, so this Ted talk, you watched it too. Do yeah. you wanna, I'm like a squirrel. Do you want to articulate it a little yeah, better I, than me?
0: No, I think when when you, and this is specifically for us as Americans, uh, whether we want to or not, we're surrounded by uh, this concept. It's it's built into us <laughs> that mm-hmm. happiness whether you agree with it or not, it it feels like the main goal. Yes. And so, uh, what? Whether you like the people, you be no, no, no. That that's wrong. That's not good. That's not what I'm going for. Mm-hmm. But even though you can say that, there's still a pressure in your world yes. that that yeah. You may not think it's the most important thing, but you still should try to be happy and happy, happy, yeah. happy, happy. Yes. And and it, and there's we have these moments, these blips of of happiness, whether it's just a good movie or. A good meal, good conversation, mm-hmm. uh, good weather, whatever, and you're like, I'm happy. Like, and it feels all of good. your
1: flights are on time. It's, We've experienced that a lot lately. Where, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so, a, uh, uh, I, I like to listen to TED Talks, and and one of them was a Harvard study of adult development. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the interesting part of this study, because you hear a study, you're like, it can be very skewed. Mm-hmm. This is considered. One of the longest human study, human behavior studies has ever been done is actually, when you think of someone who started the study, Mm -hmm. it had to be handed off because it's gone over 75 years. That's
1: awesome. I love that. So
0: because it's been over 75 years, you actually have different people leading the study, which helps a little bit go, okay, this is not just one person's Mm -hmm. agenda Mm -hmm. to skew something. This is also not just one decade of stuff. So, yes. 75 years study, 724 men were studied. Here's the details. Um, every year, each man's life was tracked. Uh, questions about every aspect of those 724 men were asked. There were two primary groups they started with one was a group of sophomores at Harvard College. Okay. So, uh, for those listening, if you have any stereotypes, or, or assumptions about a college uh, male sophomore at Harvard. You're probably right. <laughs> uh, to Harvard's expensive. Mm-hmm. Harvard's difficult to get into. Mm-hmm. Harvard is considered an elite mm-hmm. uh, Ivy League university. Mm-hmm. That's one group they were studied. Mm-hmm. The other group was boys from Boston's poorest. More, most troubled neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So I just want to, if you, I want people getting insane. like tr- they were attempting to get the opposite, like living situation, yeah. living environment. So all the variables around individuals, what surrounded them, they were going to study these two groups of mm-hmm. uh, men, 724 of them. They interviewed these guys in their homes that even along the way, they obtained medical records of each mm-hmm. of these people. They did brain scans. They drew blood they did, eventually, once they got married, would video them talking to their spouses. So if this study, mm-hmm. exhaustive over 75 years of just watching people from different neighborhoods, different uh, demographics, different um, um, socioeconomic s- situations, everything being very, very radically different mm-hmm. and just watching them, mm-hmm. studying them scientifically in the sense of um, their, from their blood work, Mm -hmm. to their emotions and everything. And they learned a lesson, a primary lesson, a leading lesson out of all of that. Good relationships keep us happier and healthier. Mm -hmm. The defining thing they learned was it wasn't the amount of money that these individuals Mm -hmm. had. It wasn't, listen. it actually wasn't, had they experienced racism, had they experienced rejection, had they experienced... Um, starvation Mm -hmm. and they experienced all the privileges in life where Mm -hmm. you had all the money. You never even thought about money. You had so much money. Mm -hmm. You had no, you had um, incredible multiple homes and cars Mm -hmm. and none of that was the factor. Mm -hmm. The factor was uh, their social connectedness. uh, Mm. And they learned that loneliness is actually proven to be toxic. And so I thought that was so fascinating when we talk about happiness yeah, and how someone right now is going, well, this would make me happy. Yeah. The, this, the, the longest study that we can track and the most recent study that we can track would say your answer to your lack of happiness is most likely loneliness. Hmm. It's not any of the other pieces that you might think. Would well, like the it.
1: temporary day to day, like the weather's bad or my flight got delayed because I, I do think a lot of that, um, we make assumptions that that we're, we're letting that dictate our feelings, but you're right. I I think happiness is there's a deeper element to that um, of, of togetherness.
0: It sounds even saying it though is frustrating because um, I feel like it's even a lesson that like we just naturally begin to learn as, as kids is that friends are awesome. Mm -hmm. Not having friends is the opposite of awesome, Mm -hmm. how it feels. It feels so, whether it's scary at times or sad at times. It's like telling saying, hey, your loneliness is uh, contributing to your unhappiness. It's like, well, of course it is.
1: Well, but on the flip side, though, I would say that the largest majority of conflict in our lives is because of our relationships. (laughs) And so... That there may be people out there weighing. Well, it may not. I might not be as happy as I could be, but at least I don't have the conflict that I would have if I had relationships. Like people kind of navigating it that way. Um, yeah. Where that, but but ultimately, clearly, we know that we're not supposed to be alone. That we're so, better together.
0: So if you're unhappy right now, uh, this the the study. And and by the way, I maybe I feel like I should say this. I feel like I live in a disclaimer world. It's really annoying. <laughs> And it makes me unhappy <laughs> Unhappy. That if oftentimes if I'll use an illustration, people will interpret me as uh, backing that individuals, every decision they've ever made. And it's not, I just think we can learn from anyone and everyone. Frankly, uh, I teach my kids lo- life lessons uh, talking to them about the devil. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there's lessons learned from everyone, good, bad, however you decide. It's not that we're condoning anyone. However, so there's your disclaimer. <laughs> Anyways, I think this study Reveals why we aren't happy. Mm-hmm. Do I think that God suggests anywhere that we should try to get happy? That you should, mm-hmm. you, you, God talks about joy, not happiness as much. Mm-hmm. However, I think it's a genuine emotion mm-hmm. that God created mm-hmm. and is good. And if right now you just lack happiness, I don't think that God's like, Good, I'm so happy that you're unhappy. Mm-hmm. I think if you don't have happiness, the lesson in this is is to think about how's your uh, how's your relational mm-hmm. um, intelligence working out. Like mm-hmm. on what are you doing mm-hmm. about relationships mm-hmm. and loneliness, and instead of dwelling on the diagnosis you may have just gotten. Mm-hmm or the the financial hit you may have taken or mm-hmm. uh, someone didn't acknowledge you in a certain way that you wish mm-hmm. they had or just stress or this or that or how busy you are or whatever, that when you're unhappy, your first thought needs needs to think about, uh, am I disconnected? Mm-hmm. Am I disconnected from people? Am I disconnected from God? It, mm-hmm. Is a relational disconnect that's occurring mm-hmm. that I need to work on reconnecting?
1: Well, because I think I think that's so true. And when we are feeling that lack of happiness, we tend to gravitate towards things that um, make us feel temporarily happy, whether that's uh, drinking or shopping or eating, or we just go to those temporary things instead of the source of everything, which is the Lord. Um, Ecclesiastes, there was um, chapter two, 10 through 11. Um, I love it because the narrator, it's like a laundry list of every angle that he's come from. Um, I denied myself nothing. My eyes desired. I refused my heart. No pleasure. My heart took delight in all my work and this was the reward for all my labor. Yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless. A chasing after the wind, nothing was gained under the sun. And I, <laughs> I think about that a lot because it is, I think you're right, it's, it's purposeful relationships. We want a meaningful life. And I think that's a life of purpose and a life of engagement. Um, and yeah. oftentimes that happiness, I think you're right to ask, what am I doing to lean in? To the Lord or to others, I love that.
0: Yeah, I uh, what we know is that our relationships affect our bodies mm-hmm. and our brains, mm-hmm. uh, they, they affect how we think, how we're seeing things. And I, I go back to you know, the statement that in our Declaration of Independence, mm-hmm. life, liberty. And the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. I wish, and they wouldn't have known this at the time, life, liberty, and the pursuit of being connected to people. Hmm. Uh the, the and God. Yeah, there the, the like the the value of relationship. We see the word happiness. Like I've got this right here on my iPad. That I see the word happiness and and you, when you see the word happiness, you don't see what's behind that, mm-hmm. what's producing that, mm-hmm. and I think, in, at least, I think most of our lives, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. We don't have what we crave, so we think it's all about what we crave, mm-hmm. and it's not
1: for sure. Well, and then if anything, if any little thing goes wrong, we just tip right over, and I and I think that's what's so powerful also about having a connection to the Lord and to people around us because. They can help prop us back up because we do then we just blow with the wind um, and then find ourselves agitated or frustrated or um, just forlorn during during things that shouldn't be that big of a deal. And that's that's a powerful study. I would love for them to research 724 women, too, because I don't think we would be all that different, (laughs) but I would be very fascinated um, to see how to see how that would go.
0: Yeah, and and from what I from what I or listened to and study the the study continues and uh it begins to reveal I think in us that a lot of our cravings were built in us by a creator yes and you go all the way back to Genesis
1: mm-hmm.
0: where uh, the detailed account of creation uh, that God recognizes it was not good for man to be alone mm-hmm. And it's like how profound that is yes. in scripture where you're yes. like, that is a bigger deal than mm-hmm. we treat it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we live in a world now, I, I'm guilty of it, where uh, I, I, I avoid talking on the phone because texting is faster and easier. Uh, all that kind of stuff. I'm thinking, am I missing out on some relational connection mm-hmm. that is affecting my level of happiness just mm-hmm. simply because I just don't feel connected? Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh,
1: one of the things that I noted was so self-help books, with lar- which largely are trying to help people feel better about themselves or life. Um, around 10 million copies of those are sold each year.
0: Oh my goodness, which
1: is wild. Which tells you, and I don't think self-help books are. I don't think it's bad to want to improve yourself, but it it shows you too that we're craving more um, and better. When a lot of times we already know the information, we're just not necessarily applying it. And that's the truth in relationships where I think a lot of times it's avoided because it's just challenging. And anytime you're connecting with people, it can be challenging or we've been wounded in the past or whatever, but just leaning out and having people around you and with you is so critical. And that's what I love about being part of a church is that we get to do that. We get to help people connect to each other and to the Lord um, and that might be the first step that somebody needs to take is just, I've been kind of an outlier and I need to lean in a little bit
0: more. The, uh, I was, I was thinking, I, I made a list of, of stuff that it, it won't be brand new, but I think with, so what do we need to process about this? Cause mm-hmm. I'm, I, my brain just thinks about, okay, mm-hmm. so I, yes, I agree. I want to be happy. Uh, what am I doing that gets in the way of happiness? Not, not what is life doing that gets in the way. What, yeah. am, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them I just put down is people time instead of screen time.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I've said a lot of times it's easy to revert to relaxation and relaxation relaxation becoming um, isolation. Yes, sure. And isolation then going, well, this isn't fueling my soul, but it's safe. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be sometimes what we have to guard ourselves against mm-hmm. with happiness right now. Are you unhappy because you're protecting yourself? Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, but, but you would say, well, I'm unhappy because I didn't protect myself and I got wounded by mm-hmm. such and such. Mm-hmm. So I can't afford to be hurt like that anymore. I don't want to be unhappy like mm-hmm. that. So I'm not going to do that, When which means you are then making yourself mm-hmm. Unable to access happiness because it's connectedness. Right. It's For like sure. a cycle, right? For sure. And it sounds like the devil's work. <laughs> yeah. So, people time instead of screen time. Yep. And then I'm going to add to that. So okay, so I need people time. No one calls me. No one texts me. And or I don't know what to do. Just reach out. Oh. Just we've got you know I've talked. We've got friends in our lives who are brilliant at reaching out to us and I know you are especially brilliant at reaching out to other people and there but that's the effect that's the cause and effect I'm saying that's a, mm-hmm. um why are you together well someone reached out
1: when we've got to get over because you and I talk about it sometimes though because I get fatigued and frankly just sad though because I am the one that sure. often is the first to reach out and in quiet moments I'm like why doesn't anybody reach out to me first and I kind of get sad about it and what I feel <laughs> What I feel um, like the Lord consistently communicates to my heart is it's okay to be the one that reaches out first. That doesn't make you less or that doesn't mean that people don't value you. That just means that that's your role (laughs) in a lot of relationships. And that's okay that I um, just feel compelled to do it. And if I feel compelled to do it and I don't do it because I don't want to be the first one to reach out, that becomes a lack of obedience to the way the Lord wired me and is pressing me to reach out. Like I end up in my selfishness or in my sadness. And I know there are a lot of people like that that say, I'm just, I'm just going to stop reaching out and whoever doesn't reach to me, you know, we're just done then that just means we weren't good friends. And I don't think that's true because I think everybody's by and large trying their, their best. And so don't, don't buy the lie that you can't be the first to reach out. I think we do that, and then we isolate ourselves even more.
0: Makes me think of private conversations you and I have had where uh, I'll ask you a question, and I'll say, hey, sh- should I should I s- say this to someone? Yeah. Because I'm processing my, my world, my circle, even though you and I are married, my circle's different than yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and your circle's different than mine. Mm-hmm. How... What, what you and I do for a living, how you and I see the world. There's so much unity in that, mm-hmm. but there's also at the same time differences. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned is there's things that whether I need to bring them all the time, I can get annoyed about bringing that all the time to our marriage yeah. or to other relationships yep. or realize perhaps because of how my circle works and the life that I see in the world that I view, maybe I see that. Mm-hmm. And you see things mm-hmm. differently. So that's why I often ask, I I don't do this myself because mm-hmm. I sometimes don't have options to do that. Mm-hmm. Should I do this for someone else? Mm-hmm. And you'll have to say, yes, you should. You should You should text that. You should say that. And My
1: uh, dad always says, like when I was growing up and I'd go, should I write a letter to this person? I'd, they've just been on my mind and I ask him because then I'm going to ask him for money to buy a card and a stamp. <laughs> and he says, if it's on your mind and it is not sinful... That is the Lord putting it on your heart, right. a person, something to do for someone. Um, Go, go do that and enjoy the blessing that the Lord will just give your heart for reaching out. And again, the enemy, I think though, says, no, you, you should, you should wait. If people really love you, if people, if you really matter to people, they'll reach out to you. And again, I say, even I think the last few years has, has perpetuated this, not everybody is in a place where they can do that even if they long to or need to or want to or are feeling pressed to. And so I I will always say if something is on your heart, reach out. And if no one comes to mind when you're like, man, who should I reach out to? Then spend time praying and asking the Lord for who that could be.
0: Makes me think just because you don't need it, whatever it is, doesn't mean someone else doesn't need it. And just because you always have to do it, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you should stop doing it. Mm -hmm.
1: Or something's wrong with you. Yep. I made a commitment a couple years ago. Uh, I write 10 notes a week. And I have just committed, like, when the week starts, I just start praying. And sometimes it's Thursday, and I haven't filled each of those 10. And sometimes I don't. It's not, I'm not rigid about it. Um, But what it's done is it's given me this... uh, Just gratitude for the people that the Lord has brought into my life. Mm. Some of them I know really well. Some of them I'm related to others. I've just recently met, or it could just be a thank you note for, you know, somebody that I had a meeting with. Um, But the same with text messaging, I've just made a point that if someone crosses my mind, I take a moment to pray for them and I reach out and it is mind blowing what the Lord does through those connections that seem so simple, but somebody might write back and go, Oh man, I am I am not well right now or yeah. oh you know what I've been meaning to reach out to you about volunteering or getting connected with this nonprofit or it's just amazing what God will do but we buy the lie of isolation you're so right and I think that that is connected because I do I think happiness uh because I think culture just says it's something else it makes it so shallow but I think a life of meaning and purpose
0: yeah and you can't be lazy uh we just took the kids, we all, we went to a, you know, a high school basketball game mm-hmm. and on the drive home, why don't we do that more often? <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. Yeah. So I just think, it's, and, and we were happy and like, yeah, hey, that was a good time. Mm-hmm. It, it just shows you that life never stops at needing some work. It doesn't mean that life is always like yeah. plowing a field, but it, it just requires some, mm-hmm. some work, some, some yeah. effort. And yeah. um, I think that's okay. And uh, so to end this, I would like to officially rewrite the Declaration of Independence. So <laughs> if you have a personal copy at your house, throw it away. Uh, and life, yeah. liberty, and the pursuit of being connected to God and others. I've rewritten I love the Declaration yeah. of Independence. Scrap the happiness. We need to be connected mm-hmm. to God and to people, and that will solve the happiness problem.
1: Hmm. That's good. I don't think legally you can Should do that. That's not to binding. The president, but, um or... Yeah, you could try.
0: All right. Um,
1: <laughs> Good luck with that. I'm so happy for you. All
0: right. Uh well, <laughs> hey, thanks for listening or watching to uh, watching uh, watching to
1: Thanks. We're Rusty. We're getting back into it. For tuning
0: in to another episode <laughs> of Off the Fence. We love you so much. Have a happy day.
1: Go call somebody. Bye.